We're going to look at a little bit in Romans this this evening. Uh, turn in your book to your Bible or your iPad to chapter 8. And while you're turning there, um, Norman and Nancy are on a cruise ship um, going up the inside passage in Alaska. And uh, on their return trip, they hope to see Brother Dwayne, and before that, Brother Ed and his wife, and I think a granddaughter that they're gonna, that's going to be baptized also with Ed. So keep those things in mind and thought. And um, and Brother Dwayne, as he's up there, that they hope to see him. I think they saw him going up and coming back. Maybe I'm not sure. Visited with him. So, so keep that in mind. Uh, Brother John that was in the hospital down there rescue last week we heard and I don't know where that's at where he's at with that but uh, hopefully the Lord will bless him there and heal him and, and put him back on his feet. One other prayer request. <clears throat> that's for Reed as he start our grandson as he starts flying. What's he doing? He's um getting his pilot's license. Oh. He's in school to do that as well as you know, academic stuff. Marilyn asked to be in, have our grandson read in prayer. He's going to be 19 years old and oh. there is almost 19 and he's uh, in Montana and um, finishing up his pilot's license in the near future here and be with him as he's flies with an instructor and flies by himself and the Lord would keep him safe okay the and and keep Mike and myself in prayer also towards Sunday that as we meet gather again on Sunday and not only open the word but as we worship together and and meet together fellowship together as a church body that uh, um, not only would the Lord be lifted up in those things that we do and say but we'd be fed and be blessed from being in each other's company and presence at that time so in Romans 8.28 and this little bit that we're going to look at tonight (coughs) called the start of this and we know and we're going to look at a few things. And we know. But Romans 8.28. We're going to look at it. In the, as a lot of the scriptures. The more you look at it, that, that particular verse. And the context that goes before it. And after it. And all around it. It's a pretty big. Pretty deep subject. Pretty big subject. And not just an, an easy, an easy uh, read. Or an easy study. Or an easy comprehend what is there. Both, both physically in in the words of it, and spiritually, what's being said and being uh, uh, shown to us, and that verse is probably one of the better known verses of the the book of Romans, and it's used a lot, and it's probably held on to a lot without much understanding of why it's that so, and the verse the verse reads. 
And we know, verse 28 of chapter 8 of Romans, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. And there's that, that verse can be divided up uh, uh, at, least into, at least into six parts that say, and we know, would be one piece, that all things would be a, another section of it. Third one would be work together. Fourth one, for good. Fifth one, to them that love God. And then to them who are called according to his purpose. And we know it's all one, one um, verse there, but there's a lot of parts to it. And that uh, taken in all the, each of those pieces could take, could take some time to look at and consider uh, what is there. It's, it's, there's a lot there. There's, um, and it's a wonderful verse, but people often read about half of it and say that we know that all things work together for good. Well, that's true. That is that is true, in the in the sense that as it's written here. But there's a lot more to it than that. And people grab that and say, "I know," or they'll comfort somebody else. Say, "Oh, all things work together for good." And the the guy's you know just been hit by a bus or something. And you think, <laughs> you know, that's not much comfort to me uh, in that situation. So there's a lot. It's a it's a just a wonderful verse to God's people as there are all the scriptures, but. But there's more to it than than as it appears that it's just a, a statement or a trite saying that yeah everything works together. There's a lot more to it than that, and we're gonna we're gonna look at at um, several other little pieces here in Romans, and then and then uh, kind of a thumbnail sketch of some of the thoughts we're gonna be looking at on Sunday. And and with verse twenty eight. We're going we're gonna to back up a little bit. <clears throat> we're going to back up a little bit, and we're going to start with the first part of chapter 8. We're going to read a few of the first verses of chapter 8, uh, starting with the f- verses 1 and 2. Um, it says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Jesus, Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. And, and be, up to this point in Romans, he's shown what man is like, what man's, the need is there, and what God has done and how God has justified his people. And, and, it, and um, this, there is there now, therefore now, and it's, that can be st- stated and is, built upon what has gone on before in the book of Romans and the rest of scripture, but the, uh, that's a wonderful, a, a wonderful thought in itself. But remember that part, and then we're going to skip down and read uh, um, starting with verse 7 and down a bit. It says, Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be, so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Um, and if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, 
He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Um, and we're going to read a little more of it. There's some, there's some things that verse 28 is built upon, and it's not just, you can't just grab that out of thin air or out of the middle of the scripture. And like a lot of the, of the, of the word that we have, and grab that verse and say that, that everything is okie dokie. But that verse, if it's not, there's no foundation for you to say that. There's another verse we're going to look at that is another of the same type of verse that the same way that is a wonderful verse and it's a wonderful to God's people, but it's got to be based on and built on something. It's not just, it's not just out there for anybody to grab it and, and claim it, uh, claim that verse or claim those verses as verse 28. So, and then go back in to verse 28. We're going to go backwards a little bit in this, not in, uh, um, uh, kind of looking back at some of what this verse 28 is built on in the context that's close by here. And it, as we just read, this is speaking to God's people. It's not just speaking to anybody that, that opens the book and, and puts a finger on that verse. It, uh, there's some specifics and some reasons that can be claimed. Uh, back up to verse 27, and it says, And he that searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And then verse 26, Likewise the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings that can't be uttered. And, and then back up to verse 2016. Um, in verse, just verse 16, and we'll see how this, how this connects together. Verse 16, the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be glorified together. Um, that, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us for the expect earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God for the creature was made subject to vanity not willingly by reason but by reason of of him who hath subjected the same in hope because the creature itself shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God and then it talks about down here as we read the spirit help with our infirmities. We can't claim verse 28 or use that if we don't have a, a basis for that. How we know that thing, that those things are true. As it says to the spirit helpeth, and this is, this is um, a, 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 a wonderful spot there because it says, because uh, we, we don't know how to pray as we ought. And it says the, the spirit Helpeth, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And I read in and Brother Hawkers, and he says that's not intercede. The Spirit's not interceding between us and the Father. That's Christ's position. He's the interceder for us. It says that speaking of this here, the interceding is done in our in our helpless or our 
uh, enable uh, uh, capability of praying as we ought. And it doesn't mean that we can't pray correctly, but he, but uh, as he, as he said that Hawker said, uh, and and at some length on on uh, the, well, the whole book of Romans, but on this verse that we're talking about, and said that because we don't we don't know the extent of our fall, we don't know the extent of what sin is, we don't know the extent of a lot of things spiritually that He has to reveal to us, and He does reveal some of those. But it says the Spirit intercedes in our prayer with groanings and it says that the part that speaks about groanings that can't be uttered is speaking about the desires and the earnestness that the spirit puts within God's people to accomplish that which which we we're not capable of we and and it says he doesn't uh that the interceding there isn't for sin as the as the savior is interceded for sin but as as our inability is to to come to God with things we, we, and, he, and he said, we know in our heart a lot of things that uh, the, a burden we have, then he said, the Spirit puts there and that we can't put into words. And, um, and he said, that is what, what that's referring to, that the Spirit does help our infirmities it's speaking about. And it's not illnesses, but our, 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 our dullness of mind because of, 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 of what we are like, sinful creatures. And only those things of the spirit that he reveals to us do we have of the spirit it's all revealed of him and not and not anything of ourself um and and that's the help and that's part of what we can say all things work together for good the ultimate good of god's people and what the and we're going to look at a couple of things what that working together for good entails or what it it it, it uh, means in some ways in um <clears throat> in in uh, let's see in let's go to second Timothy just for a second here one verse to start with in second Timothy let me get there It says in Second Timothy, chapter one, we're going to read a, a, a little bit of a passage. But first, uh, we're going to read uh, verse number, verse twelve. It says, "For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed, for I know who I'm have have believed." And am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. And we're going to back up and, and start reading with um, it's in verse 7 it says of chapter 1, Second Timothy. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me as prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling, 
not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began, but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel, whereunto I am appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. For the which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. And it, that's rest, that verse rest, is a, a wonderful word verse that God's people love that. And there's a song that we sing that has that in it that's a wonderful song. But it's based upon some things. It's based upon the, the uh, uh, gospel according to the, the God's power, what he has done and saved us and called us with a holy calling, it says, by his grace which re- and purpose which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. That's why, we can, that's why he can say that. And he goes on saying, I know because of these things. I know whom I believe. It's not just somebody or something. It's the Lord himself. And that's, that is uh, who I have and who I believe. And then in um, uh, the end and the purpose there, as it says in, in Romans eight twenty eight, called according to his purpose. And here he said, according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus. There's a, there's a, um, a, a reasoning and a thought there with the all things work together to good to those who God has appointed to good and, and given life to in his, in, the, in his son and have been, have been made heirs and joint heirs with him. Uh, others that, that are not in that position cannot say that. They can't say that all things work together for good. And uh, in the way that a lot of, of a lot of religious people take that means that you're not going to be poor and you're not going to be sickly and you're not going to have all this other other things happen that are not good things. And if you read this to them, and you you know when you're you're you know on your deathbed or you're or you're in poverty or whatever problem you might be in, it's not we're not guaranteed that kind of situation that we would like in in this world look at look at the end of the gospel preachers that we have record of in the old in the new testament and the old most of them did not live to be old men and die in their sleep somewhere they they died violently many of them for the for the gospel and for the preaching of it so the the their uh, uh, knowing who you believe in that's can only be based again upon if if we have been called in according to his purpose and in our Lord Jesus Christ. And then a, a, another verse that I just, it, a wonderful verse in Jeremiah. And this speaks, this speaks directly to, to this. Jeremiah verse tw- or chapter 29. Um, Jeremiah's got some, a lot of the gospel in Jeremiah. And in verse or chapter twenty nine, um, and this is this in chapter twenty nine. It says these are the words to start with in verse one, just to set this a little bit. These are the words of the letter that Jeremiah the prophet sent from Jerusalem 
unto the residue of the elders which were carried away captives, and to the priests and to the prophets and to all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had carried away captive from Jerusalem to Babylon. And then it goes on, and, it, and, he, and he tells them, uh, the, um, it, it says uh, in verse 4, it says, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, unto all that are carried away captives, whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem unto Babylon. And there are probably some of them that thought it's working together for good, all right. We just got carried away into Babylon. Verse 6, build ye houses, or verse 5, build ye houses and dwell in them. Plant gardens and eat the fruit of them. Take ye wives and beget sons and daughters and take wives of your son for your sons. Give your daughters to husbands that they may bear sons and daughters that ye may be increased there and not diminished. And seek the peace of the city whither I have caused you to be carried away captives. And pray unto the Lord for it. For in the peace thereof shall ye have peace. He told them to settle, settle down where you're at grow gardens, raise families, seek peace in that city wherever I put you and, and uh, in that place. For thus, verse 8, For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Let not your prophets or your diviners that be in the midst of you deceive you, neither hearken to your dreams which ye caused to be dreamed, for they prophesy falsely unto you in my name. I have not sent them, said the Lord. For thus saith the Lord, that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you in causing you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, uh, uh, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Then shall you call upon me and you shall go and pray unto me and I will hearken unto you. But hear this verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. And the expected end is that, that life in that, that uh, being with the Lord himself, as he said that is in his prayer in John, that he, he prayed that his people would be with him where he is. Uh, and that is part of the hope that we have and part of those things that we, that we look to that we have an expected end and God's, God's people know and expect that expected end. It's, it's not just pie in the sky and we'll see what happens someday, but, but we have an expectation and a hope that is given to us. The Spirit gives us that hope. It's not just hope so type thing, but it's a, it's a, a faith that is given of God by His Spirit to us to to believe and <coughs> pardon me and this it's a real it's a real comfort to God's people to, when he says I uh, have thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end that's pretty that's pretty uh, that's pretty comforting pretty good to God's people and then In John, and actually, I'm going to read one while we're back this way. Go to Job, jo, and you'll probably know what I'm going to read here. Job 19. Job chapter 19. Okay. Job chapter 19. Um, let me back up just a little bit. 
Okay, verse, 20, verse 25 of Job is speaking. It says, For I know that my Redeemer liveth, and that he shall stand upon at the latter day upon the earth. And though after my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God. Uh, uh, verse 27, Whom I shall see for myself, and mine eyes shall behold, uh, uh, and not another, though my reins be consumed within me. So he, he says, I know that I shall see him. I know that my Redeemer liveth. And that... Um, fits very well with uh, what we saw in Jeremiah, what it, what it says there in Second um, Timothy, in other places, many other places. Um, we know that in Second uh, Peter, there's a spot in there where it says, the Lord's not slack concerning his people as men count slackness. Things don't happen in a short frame maybe sometimes, but we know that in the, in the latter end, as it said there, the latter end is, is good, and the expected end is, is expected and will, uh, will, will take place and will be. And then, in Ephesians chapter 1, saving a few in-betweens here that we're going to look at on Sunday morning. But in Ephesians chapter 1, uh, starting with verse 9, and not to, not to uh, leave out verse, the rest of chapter 1, read it for you, on your own, but starting with verse 9, it says, Having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure which he hath purposed in himself that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ both which are in heaven and which are on earth even in him in whom also we have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ in whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. And in here, in whom we have obtained that, making made known some things to us, the Spirit, is the only way that we can know these things and not just know the words of them, which we, we often know the words of things and not the meaning of things, uh, spiritually speaking, and the, the, the Lord himself, the Holy Spirit, uh, uh, reveals that to those things to us and, and makes us of that, understands that. We had a lesson that we looked at some, a few verses uh, some time back called that we have the mind of Christ and we, have, we hold... We hold the words of what he would have us to to know and to be in and understand. And by his spirit, those things that he has, wants us to understand, he reveals to us. And, and uh, it's not up to our, our, our own understanding and our own comprehension of those things. And some of those we, we can only see on the very surface without, without the Lord revealing them to us. And then 
um, in chapter 2 while we're here in Ephesians just to kind of connect together with that and with where we're at in Romans. But in chapter 2 of Ephesians, uh, starting with verse 6 and reading down. In verse 5, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace are you saved, and hath raised us up together, made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, in that the ages to come um, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God, not of works lest any man should boast, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Uh, 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 and this passage, that very familiar with that, and, uh, but it has to stand on chapter 1 and some of those thinkings and some of those things that are revealed to us that he has uh, quickened us by his spirit and reveals those things to us and, and that, uh, that faith by his grace is given to us by his spirit. And, and uh, another one of the pieces of which, by which we can say and claim that all things work together for good. And then we're going to look at the book of Esther where we've been. Turn to the book of Esther. And that that has been another another wonderful spot that we have been in in the Old Testament that that has just revealed a lot there that that I sure did not uh, did not see or understand before. But in Esther chapter four, and we're going to start with verse verse. Uh, 10 and read down just a bit and you'll see where we're headed here again Esther spake unto Hatak and gave him commandment unto Mordecai all the king's servants and all the people of the king's province do know that whoever whosoever whether man or woman shall come into the king into the court who is not called there is one law of his to put him to death except such to whom the king shall hold out the golden scepter that he may live but I have not been called to come into the king these 30 days. Now remember in, in this, where we're at in this issue, we're jumping in into this part along the way that um, uh, there that Mordecai fell into disfavor with, <laughs> with Haman um, uh, that was planning on exterminating the Jews and had a, had a decree sent out that that would take place and... and um, had take place and Mordecai, uh, Esther's cousin, said, "You need who is the queen at this time. You have to go in and plead the case to him." And she and and says, "You you can't just go in there. You, you, if the king doesn't bid you, your head could be on the block there, and it's going to be it could be a serious thing." And they, verse 12, and they told to Mordecai Esther's words. Then Mordecai commanded to answer Esther, think not with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. She's the queen in there. If she doesn't say anything, she's of Jewish descent and she's on the, on the, the order just like 
Mordecai and all the rest of the Jewish people that were there, his intent was to kill them. And that's what the decree had said. And verse 14, it says, For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who note whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this. It says, you're not going to escape. And if they hold your peace, somewhere else, some other way that God is going to bring things up. Enlargement will come, it says. And there shall be deliverance come in this, in this matter. And there, there should be, it, it, deliverance will come. And then <clears throat> verse 15, it says, <coughs> then, ba- then Esther bade them return Mordecai this answer. Go, gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan and fast ye for me and neither eat nor drink three days, day or night. I also my maidens will fast likewise and so will I go in under the king which is not according to the law. And if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went his way and did according to all that Esther had commanded him. So he said, there's, God's going to cause a deliverance. And, whether, and we can say that assuredly with the expected end for God's people, there's going to be a deliverance. Not, not just a physical as this picture here shows in this story, the actual physical deliverance that, that they uh, uh, were looking to God to have. But spiritual deliverance is, is only <coughs> as God decrees that and, put, and puts that out. And, and as she, she says here, and as she said, I'll go in, it's not according to the law. If I perish, I perish. She was going to go before the king. And the, the, you need to read the rest of the story if you don't know it because it's a, it's a page turner. It's a pretty good, it's a pretty good uh, deliverance of, of, of God to his people. But here, Mordecai, uh, and and is pointed out, God is not mentioned in this, but he, there's Mordecai had a, an expected end, not only in this life in this situation, but but he he had a he had a deliverer that he, as Job, he could say, I know my redeemer liveth, and um, as it come about, they it they did get delivered. Well, you'll have to you'll have to listen to the on Zoom or sermon audio or yourself and find out how the story goes. So I would, I would say do that. And how could, how could Mordecai say that? How could he say that? He could say the same as we saw. And I know that all things work together for good to them that love God, that are called according to his purpose. And that's, that's kind of what he was saying here, that this is, it's going to happen and that's going to take place. And in Jeremiah, I know my thoughts for my people, and I w- they're going to come to an expected end. And those that aren't his people are going to come to an expected end. I mean, that's as that's as sure that way as the other. But but it's it's um, it's comforting to know, and we can say that all things work together for us in the in the spiritual realm. 
and they work together for good for us now. We don't see how the pieces work together, but we know that, that it is. It's not just, well, it's, it may be crappy here, but it's going, to be, it's going to be all sunshine and roses on the other side. Well, we don't know how God works step by step to, in our lives and others to bring his people to him, but we know that that's what, he, what he's about is bringing in, bringing in the sheep and in John 17, uh, read it, read the Lord's, what the Lord prays about with his, for his, his church, for his people. And, and his, uh, his prayer is not, we know that it's according to his will always. And so we, we have, uh, as another passage that we didn't look at says, if God before us, who can be against us? We're not, we're, uh, the, we have that hope that's within us that he that he gives to us and um with that i'm going to punch the button again <laughs>